Welcome back to The Morning Brew. I'm Shannon, here with my co-host slash husband, Taylor. And today, we are doing the Q&A podcast. So we got your questions, and so we're going to be answering some of those today. And I'm just going to jump right in. So our first question, we're diving in deep right off the bat, but is from a student. So this question says, a good friend has started drinking and chewing and not caring about anything. Do you have any advice? You want to start off, Taylor? <laughs> Why do I always get these questions? I'm just kidding. Um, I think this is a difficult question because the biggest thing I would tell you right now is that you can't attack the issues that this person is dealing with. You have to attack the heart. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is, yes, drinking and chewing are are not good things in life, but you're not just going to get somebody to stop what they're doing in an instant. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember growing up in some of these things even – that are asked in this question were stuff that I did Mm -hmm. and people tried to tell me to stop all the time. And it wasn't, it wasn't something that was going to just be easily dropped. It wasn't necessarily that I liked doing these things in a sense to like make people mad. And I just didn't care. I did them for other reasons. And this isn't the time to talk about why, but I think when I started to really understand the severity of what these choices were doing in my life is when, people around me started loving me for who I was and started attacking the heart. And I don't know if attacking is a word because you're not going <laughs> to go at somebody and like attack the heart. Like but I think, yeah. I think that's the most important thing is to continue to have conversations with this person just about life, just about simple questions of like, what gets you excited in life? What do you have to look forward to in life? What is the most disappointing thing in life? And beginning to understand their story, because a lot of times what you're going to figure out is it's in their story of why they're doing what they're doing. This could be part of their background with their parents. This could be, uh, they've just hit a spot where they need something to quote unquote fulfill them. And they think this is going to be the answer to get out but, but in all reality, I'm trying to say this in a way that doesn't sound controversial, but those, I don't care what they're doing. Mm-hmm. I don't care that they're drinking. I don't care if they're chewing. That doesn't bug me. What bugs me is where are they at in their heart? Where, where are they looking? Are they doing things and not caring? And as you talk to them, it's that kind of away then yeah I'm a little I'm a little nervous because then nothing matters and I'm just doing things for whatever reason but it's the external issues that are an outpour of the internal issue mm-hmm. and so it's not necessarily that these are bad things but you want to start looking at their life their personality their story and really understanding them as a person and really in all reality trying to not attack these things because the more you begin to go at somebody I think with the external issues it fires that internal issue more and so they're going to do it more Mm -hmm. almost because they want to show you they don't care or that it makes them mad that that's all you care about and they think they're judged and and so I would just really say attack the internal issue start talking to them about life their story and really trying to figure out where their heart's at right now because honestly it could just be somewhere where they're looking and they're just they're just at a point in life where they just they need fulfillment 
and they're just looking in the wrong places, then it's like, okay, you know, we can start working on that. And you can start having conversations about uh, healthier ways to have that fulfillment. And so I just think trying to attack the external issues is not going to get yeah. you super far. You've got to really look into where their heart's at. Yeah, I totally agree. And I mean, obviously, these aren't things that we love and want to encourage people to like go be doing especially students because this question was asked by a student but I just echo everything Taylor just said we were actually having this conversation in the car yesterday just about you know we don't necessarily care um or like want to judge or whatever what people are doing but like Taylor was saying these things typically tend to be an outpouring and just show where they're at in their life and it's a reflection of like mentally spiritually emotionally like how they're doing so yeah I I would totally agree try just figuring out first what's going on in their heart before you're like okay well you're drinking and chewing and you don't care about anything so just don't do that because ultimately even if you somehow got them to stop drinking they're gonna go probably do something else and then their heart's not healed so just care for them and love them and yeah care for their heart first and i think in all reality people go after the external issues because they look at christianity as a religion Mm -hmm. and and i'm tired of looking at christianity as a religion because if it's a religion then you should care about the external issues instead of the internal because it's all a set of rules and how you live your life and and that's not what I care about. What I care about is living a life that you understand that you're not perfect and you're yeah. going to have issues, you're going to have struggles, but you care about spiritually that God is your most important thing in life. You love him and you understand that you're an unperfect person and you need somebody to take that spot that is perfect and pay the price. And so I think that's what makes me mad is I think a lot of <laughs> parents, and this isn't a shade at parents, but I think a lot of parents go at these external issues because they're so worried And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. Please don't hear me say that. But what I'm saying is I think you guys, and even me at times as I work with students, can be so concerned with the external that we forget about the internal issues. Where is their heart at? I learned that a lot from my dad is he cared about what I was doing, but he cared a lot more where my heart is at. You know, if you're making dumb decisions and your heart's far, then I'm worried. But if you're just like trying to battle things and you continue to fall, but your heart's going in the right direction... I'm not as worried, and that's what I've told a lot of students when I've been in ministry. I've not been one person to really care about the external issues, no matter where I've been in ministry and and working with students. A lot of students have come to me, and it's like, hey, Taylor, I'm doing this, that, and the other, and I go, yeah. okay, I don't care. You know, where's your heart, though? Yeah. Where, where are you at? And so I just, the only thing I would say, if there's parents that listen to this, I think you should you know, be concerned about the external things that your child is doing. But I think you need to be very careful in how you walk into that. So you're not attacking that so bluntly, unless it's at a point where you've tried to tiptoe around and, and you just need to. But if it's something that's beginning to happen, really start to look at the heart and where's their life at and look at the actions in which they're, they're doing just in regular life, because you can just tell a lot even before even asking questions, just how they're living their life, where their heart's at. And so I just really, I really want to caution parents as they go into this, that yes, be concerned. I'm not saying forget about everything that they're doing and just keep going forward. 
but be very careful and really start looking at the way they live their life and asking them questions about life so that you can begin to dive into those issues. Because yeah. if, if my dad sits me down and says, Taylor, okay, you're smoking again. Um, you know, tell me about the past week. Tell me about what's happened in life. Or he looks at the surrounding things and sees the stress in my life and sees the, sure. you know, fill in the blanks. Then it's like, okay, he's starting to see that it's not necessarily in a bad place that I'm at. I've just come back to something that I found comfort in because of other situations in life. And for our listeners, I'm not smoking. So it's, I'm just using it as an example, but it's like, then you start to see, okay, it's not necessarily the issue. That's the problem. It's how does he deal with stress in a more healthy way? Yeah. And so a lot of times that's how students and your friends and all that fits into play is you just look at what they're trying to accomplish with these external things. And you're going to figure out probably pretty soon. It's not about these things. Right. That's just the thing in which they're finding that fulfillment. Yeah. So, uh, I'm going to stop rambling, but I think, I think that's an amazing question. And, and it's, nobody has the playbook. I can sit here as not a parent and tell you yeah. all these things and it sounds really easy. But then when I get in that situation, I could come yeah. hear my students, you know, involved in pornography or my students yeah. smoking or student, I'm calling it a student, my son. Um, and I handle it. Or daughter. Yeah. Or daughter. <laughs> and I handle it a lot differently because I don't have kids right now. And so yeah. on the outside, that's what I say. So, so I understand this isn't like I'm just saying here's the easy fix, parents, because I don't know. I, I'm not a parent. But I think overall, you've just got to be very cautious in how you walk through because it can really set a student or your, your son or daughter off when you instantly come barreling in about their issues yeah. instead of trying to really attack their internal. Yeah. So that's, that's a great question, I think. Again, it's just kind of how you desire to, to walk through that. And I just think really trying to focus on the internal issues is going to help you so much in working on the external issues. Because I struggled with the external issues for eight years. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't until people started heart, yeah. yeah, getting in that those things. It's not like you all of a sudden just drop them, but they're a lot easier right, to drop right. when, yeah. you, when you go that way. So uh, great question. But next question's a little lighter. And... Uh, <laughs> What is your favorite podcast to listen to? Well, for me, I think I talk about it a lot. Um, and it's kind of what, it's the podcast that got me into podcasts. But um, That Sounds Fun by Annie F. Downs. She always has a guest or, you know, just someone really awesome to talk to and has an, a really great heart and great conversations with people. Um, it's generally like a faith-based podcast but it's just so good and she gets really she's just really honest and um it's just really good to see all different people's point of views and um perspectives on things and just to hear all the conversations she has so it always I always learn something from it and I always get something from it um beyond that my favorite podcast is the morning brew so <laughs> classic <laughs> um I don't know how to necessarily answer this because uh, my favorite podcast is Church Home Podcast, mm. which is literally just their messages. So sure. it's not really a podcast, but that's the one I listen to the most. I, I listen to Judah Smith just about every time that I lift, um, which is almost every day. And just <laughs> any time. Subtle flex. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so in terms of like 
my favorite podcast overall, it's Church Home Podcast. But if you're asking me one that's not necessarily just like a message or a sermon or something like that, uh, it's a couple different ones. There's a weird one I listen to, and it's called uh, The White Vault. And it's like kind of like, I don't know what you call those, but it like tells a story Mm -hmm. through it. And so uh, it's about these people that go up to like this base up in the top of, I think it's like (laughs) Sweden or Finland, uh, somewhere up there. (laughs) Yeah, somewhere up in that region. Um, Super cold, a storm hits, they're trying to fix something at this base and then they get stuck there. And so I like listening to that one. I love the Office Ladies podcast. Um, I haven't listened to that a lot lot recently, but I did for a little while. And it's cool just seeing their background for every Office episode as they watch those um, and kind of talk through, you know, here's what happened behind the scenes. So Office Ladies is a good one. And I haven't listened to it very much. And I caution just because it's um, it's kind of unfiltered, mm-hmm. but there's a uh, podcast. I'm so gonna if you tr- have kids, yeah, I'm going to try to <laughs> pull it up on my phone without making noise. Uh, but it's about this guy that calls people and kind of talks through their lives and where they're at. And it's called beautiful stories from anonymous people. And they get an hour at max to talk to this person and they don't have to reveal their name. They don't have to reveal anything about themselves, but they call in and this guy gets to just ask questions to them mm-hmm. and try to help them with whatever situation they're in. I've only listened to one, but the very first one talked about this guy that works at this like phone company, but his dream is to like pursue, I think, music and all these other things. And he just making all of these excuses of why he's working in a job he hates and doesn't take any steps to get to the next one. And it's a great podcast. It's cool just hearing people's stories and, um, and that. So there's, there's a ton of different things that I listen to. I just don't listen to them consistently. Yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, but other than church home. And so, um, but those ones are some good ones. Um, I've listened to another guy that's similar to beautiful people, and anonymous stories, whatever I just said, I can't even remember. <laughs> it's called Heavyweight, and it's the same kind of idea. Uh, this guy kind of talks to different people in his life and, and talks through different situations. And so um, there's so much out there. Yeah. I mean, podcast-wise, you can listen to stuff. Shannon probably listens to more mm-hmm. that are more like the podcast, like this conversation yeah. than I do because I just tend to listen to messages. Yeah, so. yeah I, um, I also kind of listen to things just here and there. I think – because people know I love podcasts, I I get a lot of podcast recommendations. So um, another good one that I've listened to is called The Next Right Thing by Emily P. Freeman. Um, she is one who just, her voice is super relaxing and you almost feel like you're listening to like a self-help book or something like that because, I don't know, it's all about decision making and stuff. So that's really cool. And then one of the first podcasts I actually ever listened to if you like to learn, um, it's not boring, but if you like to learn about kind of like cool, random things, one of my all-time favorites, and I don't listen to it as much as I used to, but it's called 99% Invisible, and they talk about all these weird historical or scientific or whatever stories and facts, and but they make it really interesting, and I know it sounds boring, but it's it's really, really good, so I le- I've learned a lot from that, and um yeah, so those those are the faves. Yeah. 
It's this endless world in the podcast world. It really is, yeah. So, the next question is specifically for Taylor, um, and it is also from a student. So, besides Shannon, me, helping you, how were you able to deal with the stress with stress and loss instead of smoking after you were able to quit? Yeah, I think it goes back to the first question that we were talking about. And I think in general, what you have to understand is, again, the internal issue. And that's when I started to realize that smoking was just the outpour of loss, anxiety, stress. Mm -hmm. You begin to look inside that habit and you're seeing that it's just a fulfillment of those things. And so it doesn't mean, again, that I instantly just stopped smoking, but you begin to understand that it's just an outpour of that. So I just need to find something that's more healthy mm-hmm. to, to fill that void. You know, uh, I'm reading a book right now, and it's called The Power of Habit. And it talks about when, when you're trying to form a new habit, you need a uh, cue, a routine, and a reward. And so if you're, you're trying to form another habit, and they talk a lot about something like smoking, is, you know, figure out what your cues are. Don't change the, the cue or don't change the reward, but like your normal routine, like if you saw or smelled smoke, you light up a cigarette and you're rewarded with that kind of like feel in your bloodstream. Find a way to get that same kind of like, you know, maybe it's like a cup of coffee, just giving you a boost of caffeine, but you just change that routine. So instead of smoking, you put a different routine in there and get that same reward of like a great feeling uh, and I know that sounds kind of weird because it's like, okay, the goal is not try to get like something else that makes you feel good. And that's not what I'm saying. You've just got to be creative in how you change the routine and still get a reward because your body looks forward to once they see that cue and it's been trained to respond to that cue, it's trained to automatically go through that habit and then come out the other side feeling that reward. And so to in order to change a habit, You've got to use those cues, and instead of going to something like smoking, you've got to change that routine to something that's going to be a more healthier. You know, maybe it's like when when I've had that urge with stress or loss or anxiety, it's like go lift or go on a run, and you're still getting that same reward. And so I think you have to really get down to why you're doing what you're doing because in the question itself, it's asking besides Shannon, like why else – did I or how else did I deal with loss and stress? And so smoking was just the reason in which I choose to deal with it. But instead, when I started to look at, okay, this is just a response to these things, I began to fill that notion with different things, such as exercise, such as it's probably not the most healthiest, but video games <laughs> and, you know, sometimes just having like, something in your mouth, even if it's something to chew on, is helpful. Um, I need to make sure I'm answering the question (laughs) because I feel like I've talked all over. Yeah, but like, I mean, I've even, uh, I know this isn't really my question, but I've even just noticed the way that you um, talk through, which again, I know the question is besides me, but... um, I've watched you talk through a lot more of your anxiety and stresses that I think you kind of 
kept to yourself a lot before when you were smoking because it was like, you know, if you got stressed or anxious or, you know, whatever it is, it's, you go, you go smoke. Mm -hmm. And whereas now you don't have that and it kind of opens up the, the area for you to talk about it more. And I've, I've seen you grow a lot in that because that's not, again, it's, it goes back to the heart. It's like, it's hard for you to talk about those things and you've grown a lot in that because, you know, you've had to. And so, and I think the main idea is you're talking about smoking here. So we're not talking about hard drugs. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to downplay it, but I don't care how long you smoke. You can put it down. I mean, people have Mm -hmm. talked about smoking for 50 years and thrown out a pack of cigarettes and, never mm-hmm. smoked again sure there is a chemical balance but in all reality it's figuring out how to fulfill what smoking was in a healthy way and, and like shanna said a great way that i've done is is slowly try to start sharing those things when i feel like an urge like that because it's usually stuff that I don't want to share, not because I don't want to share it, but because it makes me, I think as a man, it makes you think you look weak yeah. because you're, you're explaining, okay, I am just like, you know, I feel like the walls are closing in. I feel like there's so much stress. I can't handle it. I just need a temporary relief. And I'm not saying that that just talking to somebody is going to do that, yeah. but they're going to be able to help you walk through. Mm-hmm. And so I think there's so many different avenues on that. And you can't really, really say what works for people. I just found that in order to deal with those things, I had to find many different things to bring all that I was feeling into a healthy way. And I think a lot of times with smoking, it brings agitation after. Mm -hmm. So that would tend to be the times I would, when I had quit before, like years ago, try to... um, I would get mad and usually go on a run. And so it just helped me and I could release it. Yeah. And and now I just think it's being able to recognize when those come on. And I think it's just being aware yeah. that knowing, okay, we're selling our house right now. We're looking for a house. All these other situations are happening. This usually is a time that I would cave yeah. when I was in normal life. And so I have to kind of brace myself for when a time I would normally go to smoking to start beginning to figure out different avenues to be healthy in the ways that I'm channeling that stress. Yeah. And and so it's being aware, too, of what's going on in your life and knowing, okay, these were cues in my life before, so I need to start thinking ahead of time. These are going to be cues that I'm going to want that, so I need to find other ways to be healthy in which yeah. I deal with it. And so, But there's so much in that. That could be a podcast in and of itself. Like yeah. how do you channel – all this stuff into things that aren't are are healthy instead of aren't healthy and yeah. you know that might be something we talk about because that I think has been both of our lives yeah. at points and so but that's a great question I would just say you've really got to understand why you're running to something like smoking and then you've got to find healthy ways to channel and understand the cues that usually get you to smoke to be prepared for those and then go to your healthy things yeah. when they when they click. So yeah. um, we've got two more questions, and you know, we've got like five minutes until we get to 30 <laughs> minutes, so we're going to try to blow through these next two really quick. <laughs> but uh, what are you doing to cope with the quarantine blues is our next question. Yeah, that's, 
That's a good one. <laughs> um, for me, I think, you know, I feel like I've heard we talk on our Instagram live about this a lot, kind of like what is helping you get through this time. And I've heard so many people, and so this is part of my answer, but say getting outside, like just being outside is so, so good for your mental health, especially because, you know, this is a great question because for me, I've talked about it before. I've struggled with depression before to a degree, and it can be really easy to become depressed when you're isolating and you feel like you can't go anywhere and you can't see anyone and you can't do anything. And so being outside it is huge for your mental health. So that was a big one for me, um, getting outside at some point, whether it be a walk, you just sit outside, whether you go on a run, whether you, you know, play a sport or whatever. And I know sports are kind of canceled, but you know what I mean? So, um, just being outside and, um, I don't really know what else because we've, yeah. we've played a lot of we've we've made fun during this time we've done puzzles and played games with each other um and again listening to podcasts stuff like that I think overall too you know looking outside of ourselves um and we've done this too but I think I've seen from a lot of people as well that they found to help is staying connected yeah. with people and so I talk to people um, pretty frequently just because I'm in ministry, and so you have to talk to people all the time. But I think even finding people like my buddy Wyatt, who is out in California, mm-hmm. we, we touch base once a month, even before this, kind of. He's really made it a point to try to touch base at least once a month. So, you know, being able to talk to him and having some FaceTime calls now that we're not so busy, like we can sit down and talk for an hour, yeah. hour and a half. Uh, instead of feeling rushed, and I've talked to my cousin Ethan a couple times, and it, it and it and I've talked to Aaron Reynolds a couple times. Um, like it's just so cool because we're not in such a hurry. Yeah. We have a lot more time to like have conversations and FaceTimes and stuff like that that can last longer yeah. and, and have conversations and just talk about life and fun things and yeah. And so I think staying connected virtually is phenomenal and as things begin to open up it's going to help us yeah kind of build the excitement for when we get to see people face to face and and so i think that's just been a healthy way for us to cope with feeling down because sometimes i think no matter who you are you live in a house with somebody and in a family at some point you just want to see like other people because yeah. we're so used to seeing other people so it's like even just having a conversation with somebody yeah it's so helpful um, and a FaceTime or a Zoom call, like that stuff is all amazing. Yeah. And so I just think that's one one thing, in my opinion, yeah, that I think has been helpful. That's really good. Yeah, I would say that same too. <laughs> um, my friends and I have done that a few times, and it definitely helps just to like, yeah, see them and talk to them again. Connecting is really big. So Yeah, there's there's so much in all of this in this question that you could, like Shannon said, outside, exercising, uh, keeping connected with friends, reading yeah. books, um, in small doses, watching TV, yeah. I think in video games and yeah. stuff like that. Because, yeah, obviously those things can turn into you lay on a couch all day, every day, and you watch Netflix, and that can turn really unhealthy really quick. But also, like, we sit down at night and we watch TV together, and it's like we get to sit and laugh and you know it's it's good to just because sometimes during normal life when you're busy 
you don't even have the opportunity to get time to sit down and just do something you love, which is watch a show you like or play a video game you like. And so now, yeah. And as well, and then I'll stop saying <laughs> stuff on this question. Uh, when I was watching right towards the beginning of this, John Eldridge putting out small videos each day, he talked a lot about a routine. Yeah. And that's been so helpful for us to help deal with this because, yeah, we can't do a whole lot. And it's all different now because we can do a lot more. Yeah. And so we're not as constricted. But during the times when it was super constricted, it was having this routine. Okay, we're going to wake up at 8 o'clock. Yeah. We're going to eat breakfast together. And then if it's my day off, then I'm going to do some things I love. And Shannon's going to do stuff that she wants to do in the morning. And then, you know, we'll, we'll figure out the rest of the day. If it's when I work, we eat breakfast together. And then I work. And then... Um, we have dinner shortly after I'm done working and then, you know, either spend time together or, um, I play video games or whatever. <laughs> I mean, so it's like just yeah. having a routine is yeah. so helpful. And even as we slowly enter back into normalcy, keep a routine these next couple of weeks as we start to slowly be able to like do a lot more, um, is going to help you. And in the anticipation of going, okay, things are starting to open up. And I'm allowed to do more, but I still need to keep a routine because things yeah. aren't so, solely back to normal. And so I just think it's it's such a good thing yeah. to have. Yeah, so we have one last question here and not a lot of time to answer it, but and it's a deep one. So we'll try our best to keep this short, but this is a great question um, from a good friend. So the question is, in your darkest times, how have you either relied on God or how did he re- reveal himself to you? Boom. <laughs> Whoa. Um, I, I don't know where to begin on this. Yeah. Uh, I think there were so many different ways that God revealed himself. I'm just going to take this avenue probably because I think I always relied on God even when I was in my darkest moments, but he was an afterthought. Mm-hmm. I think he was always a part of my life and I always believed in God and I never... I, I definitely doubted sometimes and questioned God in those times, but I don't think I was ever like... Yeah, God's not really real. Yeah, I I, I got mad at God and, sure. and would tell him I don't want anything to do with him because of where I was at. But I don't think I ever didn't like just kind of like say I don't think God's real kind of a thing. But but He revealed Himself in so many different ways. I would be sitting and it can sound weird, but even if it was a secular song, I'd sit down and listen to music and it's like, you see God kind of penetrate through in like a phrase or Mm -hmm. a word that said in that song. And all of a sudden you're like, Whoa. Yeah. And God kind of reveals himself as like, you know, somebody starts talking about say like in a love song and they're talking about the love between these two. And it's like, all of a sudden you start to see God through that. And you're like, Whoa, God really does love like that Mm -hmm. and has love like that. And so you're like, that's a way that I've seen God reveal himself. And, and even God just revealing himself by directing me back to worship songs. It would be really weird. I I listen to a lot of rap music. And so <laughs> I would like be listening to something that was probably very secular. And then all of a sudden it was like this desire to like listen to something like So Will I or The Great I Am. And it's like then you're just broken down. And as you see God reveal in those darkest moments because it's like, this is truly who God is. And so I think music was a huge way he revealed himself. I think through people, you've got to surround yourself with solid people. We've talked about this last week when we talked about friends, you've got to have solid people because what God's going to do is show you that there's going to be people around you that love you, that care about you. And they're not going to judge you for who you are or what you're doing, but they're going to make sure they push 
yeah. to where you're at. And so I think God really showed his kind of accountability, his love, his care, his non-judgmental view of me through the people that were surrounding me, but yet kept me accountable with those people. And so I think there were so many different ways that he revealed himself that I don't, I don't think I could name them all right here, but I think people was a big one. Music was a big one. And, you know, even though I wasn't fully connected spiritually church, Mm -hmm. I still went to church mostly because my parents made me, (laughs) but God revealed himself there in small ways, even though I suppressed it, God still broke through and, and so I would just always challenge you, even if you feel like you're not in a great space right now and you're done with church, church is a healthy place to be. Yeah. Make sure you find a healthy church yeah. that, that's teaching truth and this relationship with Jesus. But even if you don't feel like that, continue to push through and continue to have an open heart because yeah. you will. Let, God will come in. He will reveal himself. He will be with you. And in those darkest moments, you're going to begin to see God because he's always going to come through. Yeah. And so... You've just got to have kind of that mindset that I'm going to keep doing something even if I don't feel like it, um, and and he'll reveal himself. And so those were three big ways that I think he revealed himself to me, um, and just relying on God is, again, in a short answer, and then I'll stop talking so we can keep moving, uh, is you just got to keep doing it. Again, just like church, you just got to keep relying on God and know that he's going to pull through, and he's going to be there, and he's going to care and so you kind of just have to keep doing it, even if you don't feel like it. It's yeah. kind of this idea that our emotions don't control us, our our relationship controls us. And so in your darkest moments, and maybe you don't know God, and so you just start to begin to rely on God, even if you don't believe in him, and he'll begin to reveal himself. He'll begin to come through. And so you've just got to keep doing it. Yeah. I'm going to try and keep mine really quick because we're running out of time here. But um, I think my number one is just like people – like Taylor was saying, I think God revealed himself so much to me in some of my darkest moments with my friends who we just talked about last week, those good friends um, around me. But man, I I just remember so clearly like some of my darkest times and my friends just being like little, you know, vessels for for God to really show his love for me through them. And they just cared for me and... Um, you know, mine actually probably also would be the opposite of music because I think in a lot of my really dark times, it was really hard for me to listen to music because I didn't want to get super emotional. I didn't want to, you know, hear things that made me feel sad or whatever. And so also podcasts, that's when I started listening to podcasts a lot when I couldn't listen to music anymore because it was just like hard. And I think that that's another place where it was like I started to learn more about God. And so God revealed himself more to me and then I started to rely on him more because I trusted him more because I knew more about him and you know so that's my quick quick answer because um you know like I said we're running out of time here (laughs) sorry our our dog's lying on the carpet doing crazy stuff so (laughs) she was trying to hold it together but she could I couldn't handle it Uh, so that's a great segue into the end of of the podcast but go ahead I think I think we're so appreciative of you guys that listen and and so appreciative of your involvement yeah. in, in supporting us and sending questions even for this episode that were great questions. And I wish yeah. we could spend more time on specific questions. Yeah. <laughs> I can't sometimes with my dog. He's <laughs> hilarious. I love him. But um, 
So I, we're just so thankful yeah. for your support and and continue to give us suggestions, continue yeah. to send questions in, all that stuff. We love hearing from you guys. That's why we encourage you to follow us on Instagram. Yeah. So that that's our big form to communicate for this podcast. Right. Is yeah and i was gonna say like taylor said keep asking us questions and i'm sure we'll keep having podcasts Mm -hmm. like this in the future where we we just take your questions and answer them if you think of one don't be afraid to just send it to us we'll write it down and we'll remember so because probably you know it's always good for us to have one like this every like you know even it's every 10 episodes or something just because it gives you a break from like these conversations in terms of like here's kind of what (laughs) we're walking through and, and it gives us more of like to hear from you guys. So yeah. I think you'll probably see these, you know, pretty often, not like every yeah. other episode, but you'll probably see them, you know, every, you know, five to 10 episodes, yeah. we'll probably throw one in there because it's just, yeah, we love hearing from you guys. And, and again, they can be literally about yeah. anything. So we, we heard deep questions to podcasts to, yeah. uh, during quarantine. I mean, there were, there were There's a, a lot of good stuff. Yeah, so. so, yeah, well, Thank you guys so much again. We love doing this. We love talking to you guys. And we love hearing back from you guys. So, again, don't forget to follow us on Instagram and reach out and engage with us. Give us your feedback. We love it. And we love you guys. So, any final thoughts, Tay? I'm good. All right. Well, that's it for this week of The Morning Brew. And we'll see you guys next week.